Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in April of 2022. And welcome to episode 77, learning about very early math. <laughs> very early math. <laughs> really, you, really early math. Did you know that 77 is probably my ultimate favorite number? I did not. Why? Yeah. I always thought when I was little, I was like, I hope I live to at least 77 because that was just my favorite number. I don't know. Huh. I love the number seven, but 77 was like, oh, right? <laughs> wow. Well, I guess this will be a good episode then. Of course it's going to be. <laughs> What's your reflection for this week? Well, you know, we, we, we've we been talking about brain breaks for the last, I think now, three episodes. We, we kind of, you know, have talked about them a little bit here and there. And I shared with you last time that I've actually been doing more brain breaks in the classroom. And I've still continued that. It has continued this week. So I'm really I'm proud of myself for continuing that and not giving up on it. And I definitely, like I said before, I definitely see a difference now when they're done their brain break. They're much better at refocusing and getting on track, you know? Okay. Did you model, model, model? Uh, yeah, well, we have to talk about personal space, and that's actually going to lead a little bit into my good news. But, but yes, one other brain break that I discovered on Go Noodle. There's so much there. There's so much good stuff there, by the way. But it's a short Charlie Brown. They're short little Charlie Brown videos, and it's not necessarily like a get up and move kind of brain break, but it's a oh, that's an interesting question or that's an interesting idea or that's an interesting – it's a really short video. It's like a minute long and it's Charlie Brown. Who doesn't love Charlie Brown and Snoopy, right? Right. And it led itself really well to an SEL conversation because it's like don't give up, persevere even when things are hard or when you don't feel like doing it, you know, keep going. So it's just just lovely. It was just so cute and so fun and so easy and – Loved it. I just loved it. So did at any point did the teacher go wah 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 wah? No, no there were there was no teacher. Just Charlie Brown and Woodstock, right? That's the little yes. bird's name. And uh, and Snoopy so far. Oh wait, and Lucy. Lucy's been in there too. Did she um or wait, is Lucy the one that pulls the football from him? Yeah, I think it is, right? Every time he runs to try to kick the football, she pulls it away. Yeah, this time they, she sang a song without him. Charlie left and came back and he's like, okay, I'm ready to sing. And she's like, no, we already sang. Oh, gosh. Why does she always do that to him? <laughs> she's his younger sister, isn't she? That's what she's supposed no, to do. It's, oh, um, she's not the younger sister? No. Wait, maybe, wait, who, which one is the sister? The blonde hair, right? Sally. Oh, I've, so I have the wrong name. So it wasn't Lucy. It was Sally. Sally's the blonde haired one. Sally. Lucy's the dark haired one. Yes. And she's okay. always forever like mean to him. Oh, That's okay. not very SEL. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it is because then you have the conversation of what not to do. Right. But going into my good news and how this kind of related was the fact that we went to SeaWorld's Yesterday, actually, it's Yay! been our first first field trip since all of this, and it was with the fifth grade patrols. So it was it was really fun. 
The kids had a blast. But I will tell you, fifth graders don't know how to wait in line. (laughs) And they don't know the idea of personal space. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're not moving anywhere, yet they're constantly moving up. (laughs) I I literally had to stand with my arms out, like in a T formation, (laughs) to stop them and prevent them from moving forward. I'm like, no, constantly, you're behind me. You're behind me. You're behind me. I don't know why you're moving forward. This poor family in front of us is like not understanding why I'm standing here. You're like oh holding back the the seriously growl like you're yes. you're the gates. Yes, I'm like, why are you moving? We're not going forward. <laughs> I'm glad you think it's funny, Laura. But I was like, I was 80 minutes of waiting like that for one ride, and I, I, well, I was by the end of it, I was like, oh my god, you're done. <laughs> why are you so close to me? <laughs> What happened to six feet away? Oh, God. That went right out the window. Yeah. Oh but, but overall, I mean, I cannot complain. It was it was a wonderful day. The weather was great. It wasn't – it was hot, It was humid, but it wasn't uh, – it wasn't – Unbearable. It wasn't – right. It wasn't too bad. Well, that's fantastic. Um, my yeah. my students, my all of my fifth graders will be going to SeaWorld at the end of May. However, I have said many times – I. No, thank you. I don't want to be a chaperone because you know me, I'd be the one sitting with all the bags all day because I don't ride any of those rides. I want the baby rides and they don't really have those at SeaWorld. No, they don't. No, they don't. Their their rides are pretty intense. High intensity, I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Give me Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin any day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because then I always try to get 999,999, which I do get many, many times. But let's get into today's topic. Let's do it. Which is about very early math. Now, listeners, we we talked about, not debated, but we did talk about what we should name this one. We decided to call it very early math because we're going to talk about what to do with kids from birth to age five. Mm-hmm. Don't I talk about this a lot with reading with a lot of parents, yes. but yes. I think we need to bring in the conversation of math just as much because we want to totally. build the, the number sense of the littles before they even get to school. So here are some thoughts that we had about if you have children or no children that are from birth to age five, what you can do with them. Yeah. Just like we want parents to read to kids every day with kids on their lap to get that yummy feeling, right? Of, oh, this is a special time. We want to do the same thing with math. So what could you possibly do while carrying your child around the house? How about counting everything, right? That's so I have that too. And I think that that's like the equivalent to a read aloud yes. is counting everything. Even better if they can touch it, yeah. right? But one thing I want to say about counting is we always think of just about counting forwards, but it's as equally as important to count backwards. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's funny, Laura, that you you haven't seen my notes, but that's exactly what what I have too. I have, you know, if so, set it up like if the baby's in a or you know baby or a toddler or whatever is in a high chair and they're eating blueberries. You know how many blueberries are here? Let's count them. There's five. Okay, eat one now. How many are there? You know now there's four. So going right from counting forward, let me put it on your plate, and now as you eat them, let me, let's count how many are left. Yes. So important. One other thing that I have with food (laughs) is also about estimating. And when I thought of estimating, I'm thinking more or less, right? Mm -hmm. So you put a handful of Cheerios right here and you put a handful of, or a small handful of puffs over here and you say, which one's more? Oh, look, this one's more. And then as they get older, you say about how many more do you think are in there? Right. Yeah. Not, obviously not when they're babies or toddlers, but when they can actually have an idea of of what numbers are. The other thing I was thinking about with counting is also what number comes before and what come what number comes after. Huge. That's knowing, a huge yeah, thing. Knowing the placement of the number is is so important. What would be one more? What would be one less? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with food, I actually wrote this down. Share food equally, where the kids can actually start using division. Yeah. When they're toddlers, there's no reason why. It's a natural thing. And you know how sometimes we say, you know, take a cookie, break it in half. Oh, I get the bigger half. No, there is yes. no such thing as a bigger half. Right. <laughs> but if you have pieces of things that are the same, like Cheerios or whatever your child is eating, then say, oh, I wonder if we can have the same amount. If mommy can have a pile here and you can have a pile there or daddy, right? Or whoever. Right. Another idea is to sing number songs or poems, right? Like five little monkeys jumping on the bed. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I've shared this one before. I, it was the song of ducks. I, I, don't, I don't remember where... I'm pretty sure I got it from Sesame Street. Like Sesame Street was big for for me as a um, English language learner. That's where I learned English. So it was something that I wanted my kids to watch too because I that's how I learned. And a lot of the songs that they sing are, you know, those number songs. Those are great. It was something about ducks go swimming and one goes, one flies away and how many more ducks. We would sing that in the bathtub all the time and we would actually have little ducks that we would, you know, take off the bathtub side Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I would hide it and put it away so that that, again, they see it's concrete. They see it. They, we sing it, but they can also see it. And you can use your fingers for it too. It doesn't have to be an actual object. Okay. Sesame Street. Do you remember uh, the Ladybug Picnic song. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. Do I remember the song? I don't know if I can sing it for you, but I definitely remember. Oh, I remember it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladybugs sing at the Ladybug at the Picnic. picnic. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there's a yeah. whole character, the Count. Yes. Right? Yeah. One. Oh, 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 right. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I think all our kids go. I think I was all. I was always afraid that my kids would count one, two, three. (laughs) But yeah, but that makes it fun, you know. Like that's that's what makes it fun. One thing that came out way after Christian was little, and I don't even think Alex would have been in this category, was 
uh, or is what's on YouTube right now, number blocks. Ooh, I can tell from your face you've never seen it. I will link one of the episodes in the show notes, but mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that would be equivalent to, let me think of like a reading one. Um, I don't want to say like reading rainbow, but maybe, but it's animated, right? Okay. Number blocks. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll look it up. And I'll link this in the show notes too. ETA Hand to Mind has a deal with number blocks and now they've made the little blocks and the characters and all of that. So if you are a parent or an auntie or an uncle listening to this with birth to age five kids, check out, I'll link it in the show notes, check out that link as well for the pieces and the kids can actually make the characters. Right. Nice. Oh yeah. It's that, mm-hmm. I wish that was around when our kids were little. <laughs> right. And I, I've got to say both of these things that we've said are so easy to do. They're not, they don't require anything additional. You can do them in the car while you're driving. I mean, we used to do that all the time. Just practice counting up, practice counting down, mm-hmm. singing songs in the car. Those, those are just it's so easy to do. You know, you don't have to buy anything additional. You don't have to create anything or you don't need a phone for it. You can just sing. And speaking of singing, there's something else I'm going to link in the show notes, but it's Dr. Jean songs. Did you ever listen to any of them at the parent book club that I'm having right now? This last week that I was with them, I brought up Dr. Jean. And I remember when I was teaching even second grade, she did the Macarena Months And so I would have the kids get up. It was, you know, January, February, March, April, so-and-so. But you're doing the Macarena moves to it. Gotcha. And there's, you know, seven days of the week. So don't just think of numbers, but anything to do with time, measurement, geometry, any of those kinds of things, right? Yeah. One thing that I wrote down as well was shapes, Talking about names of shapes and and attributes of them, but Wait, also to make not sure- a diamond, it's a rhombus, right? <laughs> right. So, th- and that was what I was going to say. Be make sure that you're looking into what is the precise mathematical term, yeah, vocabulary, because that's important too. You don't want to just say the corner of the square. You can call it a vertex. You know, you you can call it the side or the face of a cube. Like we can start teaching them that young, those, those concepts, those ideas, and then they know know the right terms. And area and perimeter, right? Yes. Oh, things like that. Well, my final suggestion was, of course, play games with your children. I don't care what kind of game it is, just not video games. Board games, card games, dice games, dominoes, battleship, connect four, like any board game that that are for the young ones. Hi Ho Cherio. I I mean, I played that so many times with Christian. That's all with numbers. Shoots and ladders. That's all about numbers. Even any kind of dice game. Math Dice Jr. I'll link that in the show notes too. Yahtzee. I mean, how how young do you think I I think Christian was playing Yahtzee at five. I'm sure it says eight and up or whatever, but we did so much talking about math all the time 
that it just came naturally, right? Even Domino's. Domino's is great for, you know, subitizing and and seeing those those pips on the – I guess they're – are they called pips on Domino's too? I I would think so. If they're the same as the dots on the dice, dice, they're pips, right? So yeah, that those are yeah. I've got, I also had games. One thing that I also thought of was talking about patterns because that's something that is super important in math, and I don't think we always associate it with math. We sometimes maybe associate it with like art or color or you know right. like, but not really math. But it is patterns are mathematical, and anytime that you can have that conversation, whether it be with color, you know, like follow the pattern with color or follow a pattern with shapes, whatever it is, mm-hmm. pattern ta- – like conversations around patterns is I think really an important thing to do between those ages as well. Okay. I did think of one more thing. There are so many books available yeah. – about numbers. I'm thinking of Christopher Danielson's Which One Doesn't Belong. I'm thinking of any of the board books like Five Little Monkeys. I'm also thinking of websites like John Orr's Math Before Bed and John Stevens' Table Talk Math Book. Any of these kinds of things to help your kid build their number sense. And the book that I'm using for my parent book club right now is Adding Parents to the Equation by Hilary Kreisberg and Matthew Bayranavand. They're going to be guests on our show sometime soon, I'm sure. But if you want to learn more strategies of how to help your kids learn math, that's a book for parents to read. But as you and I know, everything starts from birth to five. Yeah. I was thinking, I think even Eric Carle's um, The Hungry Caterpillar. The Very there, Hungry Caterpillar. Some, yeah. There's there's some math in there too, isn't there? Because of how many- Yes. Even how many fruits he eats and how many things he eats, but also the holes in the- Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that, listen, you can turn a lot of things into some kind of math. Mm-hmm. Even the three little pigs, right? Yes. The, the one pig runs and goes to the next pig's house. Like, so now how many pigs are in the house? It like everything. You can do all of that. The important thing is to just have that conversation with your kids. Yep. And we will have many more episodes about <laughs> parents and what you can do to help your children. But we just thought we'd start with the very early ones. Listeners, our challenge for you this week is to find some littles in your life and sit with them and have some math talk with them. They're going to absolutely love it. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too. Thank you.